We are a group of friends bound by our appreciation for liberty and good podcasting. Free-minded thinkers from all walks of life, our values come together with one accord to discuss the common culture and news of the day, along with whatever random crap is going on in our lives. Welcome to the Union of the Unknowns. of crazy people from all walks of life that connected through one of our favorite podcasts, uh, the Propaganda Report, and through the Discord app, who brings so many together. Um, and it's uh, Ism Kant's um, persistence that got me to get on the damn thing in the first place and make me actually show up for once. So uh, we connected, and here we are. And so if everyone could just, well, my name is Jacqueline, um, ATL Connector that I go by, and I have another podcast called Swipe Right Rehab, um, and uh, and just um, have always been into conspiracies and stuff like that, way longer than it was cool. So whoever else wants to introduce themselves? I'm, uh, I'm Keel. You can call me Keel. Keel Thor on some places, um, but uh, I'm just a libertarian guy. <clears throat> Been libertarian since uh, college, and yeah, I started listening to Monica back when she was on the radio, and she started the Propaganda Report, and then you know Brad Binkley joined in, and then uh, we all, I just kind of fell into this group as well. Terry. Uh, yes, okay. Uh, Terry, aka Terence. I'm a retired Brit, sort of non-American, uh, now living in the Spanish Canary Islands. Um, I'm a kind of recently converted libertarian, but um, I've always been somewhat conspiratorially minded and, and rather skeptical by nature. So that brought me here. <laughs> Ashley. Hey, okay, so um, I'm Ashley, Think, Change, Repeat, and I have um, obviously my number one podcast ever with The Prop Report, and that's how I found people um, in this community. I joined when the Discord was first created, but I I just didn't, I don't know, I felt weird, comp in, I don't know, not confident enough to join in um, to the Discord, and I just was sort of a lurker and finally started joining in and have had a lot of great conversations and um, I'm very grateful for the Discord, especially during these really trying times. Um, and I, I started sort of my Liberty journey. It was meandering. I had questions about the establishment or the two-party paradigm, um, things that didn't make sense. You know, originally I considered myself to be um, socially liberal but financially conservative because it, it never made sense to me the the debt just giving people money things like that I didn't understand and I felt like there were people that did legitimately need help but it didn't 
makes sense to me that there were so many people that were able to scam the system and things like that. And those were not, I didn't necessarily pursue those questions, but I just had them. And then over the years had various questions and then had um, actually had a conversation with someone that was very much of the anarchist bent and I was following him online. And then I found the Free Thought Project. And then from the Free Thought Project, I found Sal Mayweather. And then after that, it was pretty much game over for me as far as believing in the legitimacy of the system. And then, um, you know, I do love a good conspiracy. And I actually am hoping to, uh, <laughs> to learn a little bit, to temper that a bit uh, in working with Kiel um, and try to to go down a more evidence-based. I mean, I, I definitely am a conspiracy person, but I, I would like to have legitimate evidence to support what I think. Um, I do a lot of speculating. Um, and then the other thing um, is I'm still trying to find my way really of exactly what I believe. But the, the main thing for sure is in the illegitimacy of government and violent coercion. Yeah. Definitely. I know mm -hmm. Kilthor is definitely the normie through all of us and makes us like, you are. I mean, like, well, you really kind of level well, us out. Yeah, I think that's a bit unfair. Like, he's he's nicely skeptical. I, I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy his, I enjoy his balanced skepticism. Because, 100%, you know, yeah. um, you need the, yeah. uh, one thing the lefties aren't very good at, and you know, these, I don't know, I don't really think of them as lefties because I think I used to be a bit of a lefty myself, like like Ashley, a liberal, you would call it in the States. But they're just they're just so crazy now. So and and they they can't stand sort of conversations and having someone challenging their viewpoint in the slightest. And so uh, so I enjoy Kiel's um, you know, slightly more skeptical take at times. <laughs> it's it's important to be healthily skeptical. Uh, I think a lot of a lot of the you know the uh, mindset in our community tends to be way more speculative and than it should be probably uh, it's important to be speculative because yeah. i think we need to have as many ideas as we can because if we can all find some nugget of truth to pull from in all of these different ideas and theories and whatever you want to call them but um when it comes down to it i think the second problem would be people tend to plant their flag on a, a particular conspiracy or um, a belief, really. And that can tend to be problematic yeah. because then we, we end up in uh, kind of violent situations and it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be, I want to talk to you about the flat earth thing in a second, but I want Ruff to be able to go ahead and introduce himself and um, some of his background as well. Well, not too much. Uh... You can call me V, and uh, this is my first time here. So glad to be here, everybody. How y'all doing? Oh. All right, welcome. Welcome. Is there any of your background at all, or no? No, no, we're just going to go on with uh, what's going on. He's a man of mystery. <laughs> okay. He likes to be the mystery man. I can tell you that he is allegedly my best friend, and we've known each other about nine years. So, um, and he's not a fed. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's what you right. say. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> so I asked my aunt the other day who is a total liberal, right, Democrat, and 
um, like doesn't trust government, but then totally trusts it. I just don't really understand that. Um, but I said to her, I was like, what do you think people say, um, like believe in this whole flat earth thing? She was like, she had no idea, never even heard of it. Right. She was like flat earth. I was like, yeah, you should see it. The pictures that I looked up, it says it looks like a cone. But then I was like, well, how does that make sense when like the, you can see the moon in the sky and that's round. So if that, if we were flat, why wouldn't everything else be flat? Good point. Yeah. I, I like uh, uh, I, I can sort of understand sorry carry on well I was gonna say I I think a lot of the flat earth uh, evidence that they like to present is kind of based on well we don't really know because we aren't up in space and we can't see it and all this kind of stuff but you know if you fly in a one of those um, they call them uh, what is it uh, vomit rockets or something and you, they fly up real high. The vomit comet, yeah. Vomit comet, that's it. And they come down so you can experience weightlessness, mm. you know, just in the sky. When you when you do that and you put liquid in the air, it naturally forms into a sphere. And so that yeah. is a yeah. tangible way of proving that things tend to collect in a sphere when, you know, just out in space. Okay. Yeah, I, I think the flat earth thing, a, a lot of people think it's just total sort of disinformation shield type people to try and, you know, put spiritually minded people in a bad light. But um, the other way I look at it is, uh, you know, I, I can understand how you get to that stage because I'm kind of getting there myself really where you, you sort of stop believing in, in everything you're told by authorities because so much of it turns out to be lies. And I think flat earth is, is kind of the ultimate thing. You know, you don't believe anything NASA tells you. Um, they do things. So, you know, it, it's a sort of ultimate sort of um, uh, like middle finger <laughs> to the authorities. Isn't it? I didn't believe the earth's round, you crazy people. I'm not believing anything you're telling me. Yeah. But, um, I actually think that if you go up in a plane, you can actually see the earth is round. So. I don't know how they explain that away. <laughs> I, I'm with Terry um, also. I, I certainly don't have a way to prove one way or the other, but it has gotten to the point of the lies. And then even looking back when you start even doing a little bit of deeper dive on just basic history, Abraham Lincoln, our entire lives, we were told that this man was a hero. But he's a war criminal, you know, and there's a lot more complexity yep. to that situation. We were told that he wanted to free the slaves. So that's not accurate. So I, I am also with Terry. You get to the point where, like, certainly I don't want to be some outlandish, you know, nut job as we're often framed. But I I think we, we have to be skeptical. If they're trying to very hard to make sure that you believe something, then I'm at the point where I'm like, why? What does that serve um, for those folks? Because everything yeah. has been a lie. I mean, from the illness to to everything. World War II, the Civil War. I mean, it's just lies, 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 lies. So it, it gets to a point, you know, where it's like, I, I have to just question anything that was considered to be 
standard, well-known information at this point. Yeah. Ross, have you ever heard of I mean, Kayla and I. Sorry. Uh, Rob, have you ever heard anything about like flat earth and what he thought about that? No, I have not. <laughs> but it was interesting, though. <laughs> <laughs> what were you about to say, Terry? Uh, uh, Keel and I have discussed the uh, moon landers on the Discord chat in the past, and uh, I don't think he's quite a man, but I, I'm kind of with Monica, our um, and kind of uh, the mother of uh, our our group, Monica, uh, um, from the prop report, uh, and she doesn't believe the moon landings took place, and neither do I, actually. Well, I, I'm kind of on the, uh, to take a line from the X-Files, I want to believe, you know? <laughs> and and I, can, I can apply that to a lot of these conspiracy theories, but uh, the moon landing in particular, every time I, I start going down that rabbit hole and I take some uh, source information to debunk it that somebody's given me and I start looking at it, it it doesn't ever pan out in my head. You know, the the ideas behind it being fake, I'm not saying it wasn't fake, but the evidence given to me that it is fake doesn't work out. And especially that movie that, that Monica always quotes by uh, that Italian director guy uh, American Moon. Massimo Mazzucco one. yeah yeah the that movie just I was so disappointed because I, I went into that thinking oh this is going to be this new this great new thing it's going to convince me finally I'm going to be convinced and I get in there and, and he's he's the ideas he's putting out just aren't flying with me they don't they don't trust I, I really know. liked it actually I, I found it quite convincing because a, a lot of it was about the photographic evidence and he's a bit of a right. photographic expert and he talked to a lot of other photographic experts and they said oh, this is clearly done in the studio so right. that's that's part of why i didn't buy a lot of it is because it was very subjective and i know those guys are all experts but how many of them have ever filmed in a atmosphereless uh environment that's a very good point you know? yeah that is a very good point and we I don't we don't know how light's going to filter through nothing and how it's going to bounce off of rocks that may or may not be that reflective. I don't know, but best I can yeah. say is their analysis were not definitive for me. Right. And I, I think it's important um, just from an overall perspective is to um kind of like what terry said like the the group of people that you can't have a conversation with is to to make sure that we do not become or for me personally to make sure that i do not become that person so if we can um keep our paradigm open to being shifted and to have conversations like this and to just always keep the um the priority of being able to question things you know, overall, I think that is the big thing because what can't you question? And then, you know, and, and today there's a lot of things like that. And I, you know, that's a problem. As long as you can question things, as long as you can have dialogue, then you can have a lot of back and forth and um, hopefully get somewhere close to the truth, you know? It's when they stop blocking, when they start blocking the questions and when they're like, oh no, you can't question this, you can't question that. 
it's like any like we're all like children at heart you know what i mean and like little children are like oh i can't do that that's exactly what i need to do so it's like are you it's like it's just it's instigating like to just make you want to like just look into it even more um i sometimes wonder and like I'm like why can't i just be a normie <laughs> think about like all this stuff right what would my life have been like if i didn't question everything and have to ask why it was just too much um i i would love to switch topics because one of the things i wanted to talk about uh with especially with like some of the guys and stuff like that if you guys are okay with this um is wanted to talk about like the whole trans movement so I want to, um, so I'm going to show, when I was in, huh? Yeah. When I was in, uh, South Florida over the 4th of July, um, weekend, uh, I was talking with my friend's son who had, um, had invited, like he met this chick through, alleged chick through um someone another female friend of his and um come to find out like he invited her to come over he's you know young 20 years old whatever and he invited her to come over they were hanging out and when he went to go touch her private parts <laughs> so, what her private parts her alleged vagina oh, okay. and uh <laughs> And then um, there was she, like, something there that shouldn't have been there. A hundred percent. Like he kind of felt like a bump, <laughs> and he was mm. like, he was like mm, being my. super defensive and saying, "Oh, that was her pad from, from being on her period and shit." And you know, his instincts kicked mm. in, and I was like, and I said to him, but they had made out and everything, and I was like, so he mm. thought about knocking the shit out of her for lying to him, putting him in that mm. position. He said, "I'm not going to do that," <laughs> and he. It's just this really good young man and he just was like listen you're gonna just uh you don't want me to wake my dad up and tell him because like shit will hit the fan mm -hmm. so he just had that person go into the living room and like just go to sleep and they took an uber the next day and went home and but never spoke to that person what? again yeah he yeah he didn't kick it out And then, so what I asked him yeah. is, well, you know, I asked him, like, how did he feel about that? And, like, what was he processing? And, like, just everything. Because, you know, he's a hetero, straight, heterosexual, straight, like, straight, heterosexual young man. And, um, and like, he just really, and he's 20 years old. So he's at that really impressionable age. And it's really how it affected him. And it just really enraged me because he's like my nephew and like, I love him. Because it just really like enraged me. And I can just imagine what it was from, how dare that thing put him in that position. You know what I mean? So as men, like, and especially some of these young men that are going to be going through this even more than what, the rest of us had to go through at our age um based on the acceptance level and and parents child abusing their children and thinking it's okay um so what did you guys what do you guys think about that and how guys should process that like that's just crazy i know y'all are married so but anyways you want to first crack at this kill 
Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, oh, right. Oh, no, I was going to let you have good first. Well, yeah, um, you... uh, no, go, Kiel. You have first crack. I'm gathering no, my thoughts. Uh, all I was going to say is <laughs> it's a lie. It's like going out with somebody. It's a lie, yeah. And then you you find out, oh, they're married or something, you know, some, some violation of their relationship assumptions when you go out on a date with somebody, you know. Now, maybe that trans person yeah. hangs out with other trans people all the time, and that possibility is just part of their assumption of a first date, like a possibility. So maybe they just have that different worldview, but, you know... <sighs> You gotta, you have to understand. You have to know yourself, and you have to understand that the rest of the world isn't the your circle of friends, your close circle of friends. So, I can't, I can't give this person a pass for not being more straightforward, because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, there's not that many trans people in the world that are right. really, yeah. you know, hardcore trans. So, I think that. <clears throat> That was probably a mistake on on that person's part. Yeah, it is. Uh, if I was the man, I'd be very upset about it. I think <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I'm old enough, you know, to remember many years back. Uh, and this this these stories have been going around as long as I've been old enough to hear them. You know, uh, you used to hear about it happening in Thailand, particularly with the you know, the lady boys oh, yes. um, getting, getting this nice looking young lady back to your hotel room and finding out, you know, that there was more there than you expected. It's a chick with a dick. <laughs> um, but yes, it's deceptive. <laughs> the chick with a dick. And um, you can't help feeling that, you know, I, I suspect this person had, did it deliberately. Uh, as part of a sort of the excitement is like, hey, you know, I'm not what you think I am. Uh, you know, because it's like Kiel was saying, it's just deceptive. There's no other, you know, why wouldn't you say up front? Um, I don't really, and Kiel made a good point. There's really not that many of them around, you know, you, you, you can walk around even, you know, crazy places like, you know, Dem cities or London, <laughs> and you really won't come across that many. And, you know, that, that's why it's a bit infuriating that this agenda has been pushed so much by these, you know, these crazy libtards, because, you know, the, it's not really they're trying to create a problem out of something that you know it's it's really not that big a deal and i i, I want to add actually my wife who's as you know is a very clever person she has an interesting idea about this that you know there may be more problems uh with regard to trans people people identifying as other sexes homosexuality because I, i've got a feeling the trans thing affects more boys and men than girls and women and uh, she, you know, being a biochemist, she says, well, you know, there's an awful lot of chemicals poisoning these people in the environment now. Chemicals that act like female hormones. Uh, mm. And, you know, it's like the, the Alex Jones things of the frogs turning gay. You know, that was actually based on a factual thing where frogs and fish were changing sex because of all the female hormones in the water. Because, you know, it started in the 60s with a lot of women taking the pill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right turning a frog gay <laughs> but um 
there's a, there's an awful lot of uh like you know these artificial perfumes a lot of those act like female hormones as well you know i think these kids are, are getting poisoned basically and you know it's and you know uh, it's linked to well with the spurts going down and down over the years so you know men are, are getting chemically feminized and they're also getting sort of um feminized uh, in the mind by the terrible school system so you know what chance have they got i feel sorry for them <laughs> i'm glad i'm not young now well especially since they're pushing a lot of vegetarian stuff and then there's a lot of soy in vegetarian yeah. foods and soy is an estrogen in which a lot of people don't know that yeah. because they don't do their research exactly right yeah. yeah now one of the most alpha alpha men that i know is rough <laughs> so Ruff, what is your thoughts on like on that and like the agenda and like how everything what's going on now i think it's uh kind of annoying at times you know especially when you see it on tv it's like it's bad enough you really don't want to see uh heterosexual people making out but to see you know you know a woman or a man making out on tv like Okay, enough is enough, man. How much you want to tell me about it? It's just, uh, it's too much at times. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, like, and then I, I really feel bad for, like, a lot of these younger men that are going to have to deal with this more and more. And, like, and it's like they haven't been taught. Or there's, like, how do you process this? what is the best way to handle like what do you guys think is the best way to handle like when these young men experience this type of stuff because for these young men it's because that are extremely alpha guys that are like you know and that are going to end up getting pushed into this because he really started to question himself after for a couple of weeks and he really and 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 that's embarrassing and he can't really talk about it i mean he talked about it with me um but still that happened a while ago you know what i mean and it's me right so like well, i don't care you know what i mean like i'm fuck it's just crazy but through these you mean ladies... he was questioning his sexuality he you like know, the, the for a second he was yeah. attracted to this person maybe exactly right exactly that's it terrence is because they're attracted because they look like a female and they're attracted to the female aspect of this person, not knowing that they're they have a dingling hanging out with them, and other than his own, <laughs> you know what I mean. And where did he meet him at? And where did he meet this person? Uh, he met them through another friend, a feet, an actual female. An actual female, and the female knows that they're trans. Yes, and they didn't yeah. say anything. And, and, and they didn't say anything. So I would have no. a beef. Yeah. With that person, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think they had just personally I mean, met I mean, or whatever. You know, so that's where that's where the the BS comes from right there. And then it just uh trickles down. Yeah, I I think in because the moment that's a setup. That's you know, that's a setup right there. I mean, how did you I mean how do you Wasn't not this know other female uh, you... Michelle Obama? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michael? <laughs> you mean Michael? Uh, Anyways, Christ. and, and Ralph, what, yeah. <laughs> Ralph, what were you saying? You said what? You said, how do they not know what? Oh, how did the, uh, 
how does your friend not know that you don't have a dangling and not tell your other friend? That's yeah. But how do you guys you think know, that these funny. young men should process this stuff or deal with it or because it's going to start happening to them to more and more? Um, as in, give us a, an example. I mean, and then we give you a. I just gave yeah. you an example. Enough. We just gave you uh, pretty much explained it earlier with uh, Terry. You know, okay. Not much you can you can do. Correct. And I, I another one. I think that um, the the main thing. I mean, unfortunately, I think you're right, Jackie. That this is something that is becoming potentially um, a lot more common for young people in the dating scene. Um, and I don't know if I was a parent then I would want to explain to my child like that this is a possibility that you may run into. So ask questions, do your due diligence, um, you know, ahead of time and speaking with people and let them know what you are and are not comfortable with um, ahead of time. And really, as it is with anything these days, you must be your own advocate from, you know, the medical situation to, I, I guess, dating. Um, I think it's a lot harder for young people to be able to deal with that. And the, the first instinct may be aggression and not that I wouldn't understand that, but I think that you, you have to be super careful um, because if there are people out with an agenda, especially if you were in a more liberal place and you were to, you know, to actually if it were to come to blows or something, I mean, it could be extremely punitive and not worth the cost right. in any way. And, and I think just in, in general, the nonviolence principle, right? So I think the person handled it correctly and saying, okay, I'm not comfortable with this. I need you to, you know, move out of my space. And I, I do think that the overlying issue, um, like what everyone has said is the deception factor of it, you know, if, if someone is a consenting adult, that's one thing, but you can't consent if you are not told the full truth and lying Ooh, is, I love that. Yeah. is a horrible way to establish um, any kind of a healthy relationship at all. Deception is, um, you know, the opposite of what you would want. So unfortunately, I think these kids are going to need to um, just be their own advocate and make sure that they communicate with people what they are comfortable with and and above all else, you must never resort to violence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the caveat on, on what Ashley said, mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry, go ahead. What you about to say? No, I was going to say that um, I don't think we should have to put up with it. If, if we were in that position, I don't think reacting extremely angrily is uncalled for. I mean, sh short of physical violence, but I mean... If the, well, I mean, yeah. you got, yeah, that's just, you know, life. You, you got to kind of know when to, when to throw your, your fists out there and when yeah. you don't. But, um, you know, the guy was very patient, actually. I, no, he's amazing. Because, he's, I, he's you know, I would have thrown, thrown him out, I think. Yeah. I would have thrown, yeah. thrown him out. That's what I'm saying. Girl, yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. I would have yelled I mean, and kicked that person out and immediately called my friend up and said, hey, yeah. what the heck, man? You set me up with yeah, this. Exactly. You know I'm not into that stuff, yeah. and I would have been furious, right? I, or they assume I, I don't something blame the guy did for, or whatever. Know. What, Rob? You said they don't assume what? 
No, no, no. I'm saying yeah, so or kinda... something he he did, or they figure he was that way. So they said, oh, you know what? Maybe we should go ahead and just test it out. I don't know. I'm just I'm just uh, throwing that in there. We don't we don't know. Yeah. Right? He could have done something, said something that that they thought he was curious. So they played it off. You yeah. know, because who's to yeah. say? What if he? What if? What if he did? He did ask uh, the woman, "Are you a woman?" And she says, "Yes." And then when he goes to find out she's a man, then you know, then she lies to him on on that aspect as well. So it's like, are men gonna go around asking women, "Are they women?" And then let me see. You know, I mean, they nobody's gonna go that far. Crocodile Dundee went that far. Yeah, <laughs> you remember that a, movie? What is a what is a, this a woman? Age, man. <laughs> if we can go back to the eighties, possible. Yeah, uh, I, I was going to say as well that I I don't blame the uh, young man for being sort of attracted to this person initially because I think that's happened to most men. It certainly happened to me. You sort of see one of those. Some of them look convincingly like women and then you go whoa that's a man oh god what's happened there <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, I don't think he should blame himself you know they can really make themselves look quite convincing Ooh. i think that's one of the key things right there thank you is like don't blame yourself because you were being deceived and it's not your fault and what you were attracted to was what you thought was an actual woman right and not yeah. what was really lying underneath that deception you know which is deception. Yeah. That's so true. I think that's like, I think what Ashley said and what Terry said is like some of the key things right there. So I've got sort of a, a trans story. I'm not entirely sure if it's a trans story. Oh, and I think I've told you guys before, but <laughs> I'll share it again. So my brother and I were out drinking all night and we were getting an Uber uh, back home. And so we, my brother called the Uber and the name of the driver was foreign i don't we didn't know you know couldn't pronounce it kind of name and so the person pulls up and we get in i get in the back seat my brother's getting in the other back seat and my brother gets in and says oh thank you sir just like this kind of goofy you know thanks for picking us up kind of gesture and this person driving who was a larger person um Looked like a guy to, to me, said, what did you say? And my brother, we're both pretty drunk, you know, keep in mind. And he says, oh, I said, uh, thank you, sir. And at this point, I was starting to catch on. I'm like, well, maybe this isn't a sir. And she turned around okay. and said, what did you say to me? And she was angry about it. And I said to my brother, uh, I think this is a, a lady. Uh, and uh, I, I started trying to maybe smooth over the 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 about to ensue fight that was about to happen uh and but my brother was at that point i think he heard what i said and she was pissed off about it and completely unreasonable about what we were we were just saying thanks yeah. for bringing us up and uh, so my yeah. brother just lost it and he said oh yeah well fuck you and uh and so she pulled up Over. short and kicked us out and we're like yeah we're getting out here just leave us off and, and it was just a, a big mess and then uh, we got a different Uber, and it was fine. But the uh, the experience was the first time I've ever seen anybody so pissed off about mistaking them for a different gender that 
I guess they were presenting as. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe this per she, I guess. It's mad. Thought she, was, thought she was presenting as a female, but obviously wasn't, you know, enough for us to it. recognize. Yeah, you know. So, uh, who knows? Mate, but, mate, uh, see, where you, went, where you went wrong there is you didn't ask for the pronouns, first of all. That's right. what you've got to do before you get into right. the no, I, I so think that's this, what you got to do in the future. I think this person was biologically male, uh, but was just transitioning. Yeah, was angry about the fact that we didn't know that this person was declaring herself as female. Interesting. Uh, there also are men who look like women, aren't they? Look, you know, quite feminine. There are women who look quite masculine. So you know, that's yeah. just it's just nature. And one of the irritating things, well, there's a couple of irritating things about this trans agenda. I could, I could sound off for ages on this. I, I hate the fact that it's been, you know, forced on young school children. All of this sort of drag queen story hour stuff. I mean, it's, I mean, come on, you know, it's not appropriate. Um, and uh, the other thing is, is the, is the kind of fuckery they do with the language. You know, this thing about the pronouns and, you know, what is a woman? You know, is it a cis woman or a trans woman? And you know, I, I, I really, I couldn't tell you whether a trans woman is actually biologically a man or a woman. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not definitions, and they keep changing the definitions all the time, just like they do with the COVID stuff, so that you, you can't keep up. It makes everyone nervous about sort of talking to it in case they offend somebody. So, you know, uh, um, and you know, this business of like, how many pronouns are there supposed to be? A hundred or three hundred? Or I mean, it's just ridiculous. Who is? Are they seriously expecting anyone to remember them all? <laughs> You know, it's just so crazy that they're obviously just doing it just to fuck with us, really. It seems that way. That's their agenda, Terry, is, is the fuck with us. <laughs> they're like, let's go ahead and just That's basically their the agenda, money. yeah. I think you're on something. The, the, behind the a lot of the agendas are basically that idea, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I do think that um, from another perspective on this, that it, to me, and perhaps Kiel will have something to temper that with. But to me, it seems like part of the traditional family structure disrupting. That seems to be a mm. huge, huge part, in my opinion, of this whole thing. Is that we start, if, if you wanted to, if it was your intention to completely disrupt an entire country where could you start that would be the most damaging and that is the traditional family family structure and it has been under attack for many decades and probably in my opinion longer than we even may know about but i think that it started with um you know the the counterculture movement and we have some information that that's potentially that that was part of some cia thing to begin the family mm -hmm. disrupting, they started there. So it really created this chasm between young people and their parents. It, it really, you know, um, enhanced that. And then it hasn't stopped since then. And it has, you know, it, it's very difficult because you, you know, I personally have no problem whatsoever with gay people. Um, however, if you start asking questions in this way, then you often, 
it would be easy for the other side to say you're a transphobe, you're a homophobe and things like that. It's like, wait, that's not what this is about. You know, if somebody wants to be gay or not saying it's a choice, if someone is gay, I don't have a problem with that. Right. But, but we have to acknowledge that that is, uh, is going against a traditional family structure. And what does it go to? It will go towards people not being able to have children, you know, it's part of what seems to be an agenda, not only to disrupt the family, but the population control agenda that we have heard people out of their own mouths that they have a problem with the amount of people on this planet. So if you look at the chemical warfare that's being done in the food and the water and the drugs and all that stuff in, in basic things like, um, like what Terry was saying, perfume or even what you get your receipts on. I mean, these are endocrine, in, endocrine disruptors. Um, so you have that factor. Then you have the, the cultural aspect of it. And now it has ramped up to the point uh, where we're at, where people think it's okay to take your child to um, a drag show and, and give them money. And yeah. it, it's like, wow. that, that, would, that wouldn't be appropriate in a traditional stripper situation or, or whatever. Like we are, it's, it's very mad, um, mad times, but I definitely think that the, the trans agenda being crammed down the throats is part of the family disruptor. Um, and I also think, and Monica has mentioned this too, that if you make that transition, you will be on medication from Big Pharma for the rest of your oh, life. Oh, that's so true. So I think you have that aspect of it. And then the other aspect of it is more cultural disruption. Um, and then I think you also have a, a Munchausen by proxy aspect of it as the good doctor says that we're in a financially bankrupt and a morally bankrupt society. And I believe that you have genuinely lost people. And I know it has been said by others, um, you know, the crisis of meaning, things like that, but people are so lost. They are desperate, absolutely desperate to have any attention from other humans. And if that means sacrificing their child and making them um, a little boy, a little girl, because that's what's in vogue at the moment, they will do it. And I don't necessarily think it means that they are a horrible person, but it, but they are lost and they are doing something horrible and that makes you horrible, right? So I think it's a multifaceted agenda um, and it, it's really dark. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally agree with pretty much all of that. Yeah, I think yeah, the depopulation agenda is a big part of it. But also, you know, dividing the families, it makes people easier. Can, if you, you split them off from their family, and then they might look to the government instead. So uh, yeah. I think it's multi like a lot of these big conspiracies, it's multifaceted and um, mostly bad. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think that it... I think it's a, a, a natural function of the government to want to grow. And I think by putting, creating situations in our society where it causes more people to become dependent upon the system instead of themselves and their family and their communities, mm -hmm. I think that just contributes to this darkness that we all see around us. 
If you take a look at like the welfare system, right? Where, which when I was like in my twenties and I was like, so kind of green to everything. I used to just wonder like, why would it be a problem if the father was in the household, right? So these women are able to get, you know, welfare and, but as long as the father is not in the household and they can go ahead and tax him, jail him, separate him they do everything that they can through the government system to separate the father from the household right and so he could go through and pay child support whatever but it's like they'll allow him to live there but he can never be claiming that he actually lives in that household you know because the second that he claims he lives there those welfare checks stop and it just really comes to like a great division of the family. And I, I remember in my 20s, I just did not understand that. But now as I'm older, I'm like, okay, that really just makes more sense because they just want that separation. Because when you have a, a full family, you are in that, you have that unity. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I came from having a, you know, my parents were together until they were 10 years old. And then at that point, my mom, when my parents got divorced, my mom moved into the lesbian lifestyle. And that's what she did forever. And um, and then I was introduced at such a young age. And it was kind of crazy because I was like, I just remember going to places and I was like, this is just gross. And my friends, my my mom's friends would be like, your daughter is so mean, <laughs> you know, because I would be such a jerk to them. Like, I don't, and they would call, especially when I was like 15, 16, they would call me like, who are you? And what do you want? <laughs> you know, why are you calling my mom? <laughs> like, like I'm dictating this. <laughs> I know I'm, a, I was just, an, I was a, you know, an, a teenager. I was an a-hole, but you know, I've, her, my mom's friends have seen me grow up and stuff like that, but I just, remember processing all that information at that time back in the the 80s processing all that information and like even as a kid when it was still not as widely acceptable it was just kind of crazy I have my friend's son that I was telling you about his mom when she realized when I was like 14 15 that my mom was a lesbian she was like thinking I was a lesbian and I remember one day we were walking on the street and my hand accidentally bumped hers and she yanked away and I was like that's weird you know what I mean and I was like be like <laughs> like <laughs> so um but she's like a sister today you know what I mean it was like you know and then I think like our mutual friends were like don't be weird about it you know what I mean it's not her fault and um uh, but it was just like really a lot to process. And I can just imagine even today when stuff is allegedly wildly, you know, accepted, it's still gotta be a lot to process for these for these kids, you know what I mean? That are going through that. So yeah. I love everybody. I've been experienced to a lot, like introduced to a lot of like information and just different types of lifestyles and stuff like that. Um, and I love everyone, but I'm just like, don't, force your crap onto me just like you don't want me to force my crap onto you you know and it's like and exactly. then let's just be good you know and like let's be able to communicate yeah. and have conversations and be cool and and let's talk about and let's learn from each other you know and i think 
that's one of the things I love about our group is that we all come from walk, different walks of life, right? So we have our normie Kiel Thor, and then we have our philosopher Terrence. Don't call him a normie. I'm not a normie. Come <laughs> <laughs> well, far from you know, a normie. You won't be a normie when you finally realize that 9-11 was a hit job. <laughs> the jury is still out on that one. Oh, oh, I, could, I, could, oh I, could, I could convince you on that, I think. Uh. <laughs> so actually, yeah. I, I, I do want to interject on that topic. Um, recently, I have kind of gone down, um, just recently, I have heard Ryan Dawson in interviews before, PQ, um, and I, I enjoyed what he had to say, but the most recent time I listened I decided to start checking out some of his documentaries and some of his other podcasts. So I just became a member of the anti-neocon website and um, he has a documentary. So first of all, Kiel, just as an FYI, he's super critical of the loose change documentary and he thinks that it's nonsense. He, and he actually thinks that the, um, the narrative for that was co-opted to kookify it as legal man says. But he has a five-hour documentary on that um, that he goes into about it. Now, I'm not saying, like, I haven't done all of the research. I've seen some of the documentaries. And, again, back to what we talked about at the beginning, Terry, I'm just, like, I'm not, I'm not buying it. There's too much that doesn't make sense for me to believe the official narrative. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Back to you, Kill. But I just wanted to give um, an FYI on that. So, I'll let you know if I end up watching that documentary. I think it's like five hours. I'll, I'll check that out. I, I, don't, I don't believe that the official narrative is correct. You know, I, there's something else going on there. But yeah. just like the moon thing, when, I, when I'm given a, a bit of evidence to kind of research, I don't know, it kind of peters out. You know, I, I, can't, I get to a point where I can't connect from what they're saying to the stuff that I can actually see. So... I, I kind of need that hard connection in order for, for my brain to say, oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's, uh, that's, George Bush was on the phone with, you know, uh, Osama bin Laden and he was calling the shot. You know, I, I can't get there because it's, it just isn't, uh, it doesn't connect. No, because he was in a classroom. I, I no, uh, kids. Yeah, I, he was reading my pet goat. <laughs> I think it's a reasonable position. I, I think uh, it's really hard with these big conspiracy theories, like even the COVID thing, to work out exactly what's going on because there's so yeah. so many things involved and so many agenda items they're trying to fulfil, and so much cover up, covering up, and false information. And but I don't think we have to work out exactly what happened. We just have to shoot holes in the official story. And Ooh. I think I agree with you that the official story has so many holes in it, it just doesn't really yeah. stand up. So that's where I'm coming from with 9-11 in particular. <laughs> and I, I just want to add that Massimo Mazzucco has actually made a really good 9-11 documentary, which I recommend. So I can't remember what it's called now. Okay. New Pearl Harbor, possibly. I can't remember. But it, it's Sounds very great. good. And the other, um, another... Well, two things. So I'm curious about what information James Corbett may have out there because he he is a, a very solid researcher and tries to have a ton of evidence to document what he says. So I want to check that out. And then the other person that I think is very good on this is Richard Grove. 
um, because he he is another um, sort of prolific researcher and tries to have a lot of evidence for you know to to validate what he's thinking. So yeah, um, is he the is he the architects and engineers guy? Um, there's, there's there's someone who's the head of architects and engineers for nine eleven truth. He's very very good. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I feel like I've heard him mention that. Um, and I have heard some critique of the architects and engineers um, as well. So I think that's worth keeping in mind. But um, he's definitely, at least I feel like I've heard him mention that. So I wanted to say that like Ruff actually had a large portion of his life that was affected because of 9-11 because he was forced out into maybe not necessarily forced, but he went out and had to go be in war because of that. So, Ruff, mm. like, did you, what was your thoughts on 9-11 at that time? Um, did you really believe that that was, um, like, what's your thoughts on it? And I'm curious to know, like, while you were out there fighting for our country, like, what your your thoughts were at that time as well? Like, while you were out there we doing have it? A really don't have a uh, thought other than uh, told me to go, so I went. There was no conspiracy theory on it, you know, other than uh, this is what they did and this is what we have to do. And uh, after that, then you just hear a little bits and pieces of this, and then you put, start putting this together. You put too much together, you might go crazy. So you just, you just keep on going. That's it. All I got for you. So basically, you were given a mission, and you went out to accomplish it. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. How did you feel when you came back? Can I ask you that? Did it change? Did it change your opinion at all? You know, actually experiencing it. I guess yeah. you were either in Iraq or Afghanistan. Or... So you uh, you look at people as everybody is a suspect. Can't trust anybody. Get away from. It. What was Time the... has changed. What's that? No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. What did you about to say? I was going to ask, what was the sentiment overseas amongst the, the other soldiers being deployed when uh, right after that was happened? Was it all gung-ho or were there a lot of them saying, you know, maybe we're not over here for the right reasons? Nobody wanted to be there. Hmm. I could say mm. that. Nobody wanted to be there. Nobody wanted to be there. Yeah. Nobody was happy about going. Yeah. Nobody. Everybody hated it. Don't let them tell you, oh, it was, nah, hated it. It was I like, other than, I will be honest with you, it was like a vacation. If you had, you had family, you didn't have to deal with your family. If you had a wife or kids or, or a girlfriend, you didn't have to deal with any of that, that, that BS. So there was a break from mouth. all of that. Yes. So it was a vacation to get away from all that. So after a while, kind of, you kind of trick yourself and you say, I'm having fun. I'd rather be over here than in America. Damn. <laughs> so does anybody want to, because we're coming up at our hour, does anybody want to say any last thing? Um, if you want them to follow you on social media or anything like that? Uh, I personally don't. <laughs> we'll eventually create. This is our first episode, so 
Um, I know, like, it was kind of like, until we create our own Discord, uh, we'll have to have IsmCan or Big Firm be able to create that or whatever. But um, they can definitely connect with us through the dppdiscord.com um, and join in there. Let us know that you've heard about it through the Union of the Unknowns. And um, we just want to, I also want to throw a shout out to uh, Stella, who will hopefully we can get on because she created our logo and she did a badass job with it. Um, Keel Thor is in the process of creating our intro and outro. So thank you, Keel Thor. He kind of just like, if you listen to it, he just read off what I wrote as our description, minus like the, the podcast and stuff like that um which i thought was absolutely hilarious only because we know his personality <laughs> so just like <laughs> he, he did it with great gravitas so, so good i was listening to it last night and i was like this is so good this is so good, good. so i hope that other people that good. doesn't know him can get his sarcasm or whatever but um but yeah let us know if there's anywhere you'd like anybody to follow you or whatever just whatever you want to sign off as or whatever if somebody can find me on social media, I give them a lot of a lot of credit. Do you still have your group on uh, for the libertarians? Oh well, yeah, I no. guess, but it's it's done. Okay, then forget it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I have no social media presence. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> All right, Terrence, Ashley. Ruff doesn't Terrence. give out. Uh, I'll go first then. I haven't got any social. I don't do social media other than other than the propaganda report Discord group. <laughs> um, I do have a blog site, but I'm not going to mention it because it's, it's scandalously underused. So maybe if I start writing some more, I'll tell you all about it. You can actually, you know what, Terrence? You can actually take some of the paragraphs that you've written for us with the articles and stuff like that, and just go and copy and paste it and just create a blog article yeah. out of it, even if it's like that even if it's like only that much you've created the content you have it it's information you provided to us and then you just copy and paste it you've already got the content you just got to copy and paste it and put it over now terrence yeah i thought that i i want to i want to do Substack actually so because you know after what happened to monica on because mine's on wordpress so oh yeah I, it's already been a bit controversial but fortunately Fortunately, no one's reading it, so. <laughs> That's why they don't care. But if it actually gets out, yeah. yeah. Um, Terrence, you look like you're in a bunker right now. Are you at your... I'm kind of in a bunker. Well, this is our house. Uh, I was going to have it outside with the volcano in the background, but it was it was too sunny. And I couldn't see the screen very well. So this oh, is uh, one of the now, rooms though. we've recently... Yeah, we got we got internet. It's satellite internet, so uh, the upload speeds not very good. So um, that's so why there's a bit of a delay at this end. I think. What island are you on again? What's the name of the island? La Palma, La Palma, La Palma. the one it's with right the volcano Paris, that's right? just gone off. <laughs> Isn't it right outside, outside of Paris? Paris? Yeah, <laughs> well, Paris, Paris, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of outside of Paris by several thousand miles, yeah. Okay, all right, okay. All right, that's awesome, yeah. Love it, we still haven't smoked our cigars. You know, I shared the cigars that you sent me with the rest of the team where we all need to smoke them together. Um, and so we all thank you right. for that, by the way. That was very yes, thank sweet you. of you. Thank you very much, I'm looking forward to it. No, no worries. <laughs> Looks like Toons will be supplying some of his own soon. 
I know, I know, I know. You guys are all welcome for letting me help you get into cigars better. Although Keel Thor is definitely a pipe guy. <laughs> oh, I've been into cigars for years and years. <laughs> None of you guys smoke cigars on the Discord thing until I started like being like, hey, let's smoke a cigar. Until I started smoking cigars in my sunroom. So I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> anyhow all right ashley um yeah i i am on um i i have accounts on social media instagram and twitter i really don't get on there i got um very i got i was over it you know um yeah so i'm i really don't have a social media presence either except for in our discord yeah so I have a swipe right rehab. They can follow us on Instagram. That's on my other podcast as well as a Facebook. And um, people don't want to follow me personally because I, if you're going to do it, you're going to just get a lot of scriptures and stuff like that and stuff about the word of the Lord. And um uh, I am one of those Christians that loves the F word and <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and, uh, it like, it's like really understands and accepts the fact that I really need Christ because if not, I would be a total heathen and an a-hole. So it's really, that is what helps balance me out and make me a better person. <laughs> so, you know, as long as we can understand and accept that about ourselves, we're good. Um, Rob, is there any last thing that you'd love to say? No, I had I had a blast. I enjoyed myself. That's it. That's all I had. Joining us. Very good. Yeah, good thanks for joining you. us. Um, I'll let you know when we have our next one. But we're going to sign off. We Definitely are the Union of the Unknowns. We are an amazing group of people. We will have different people joining in every month so we may it's our first one so we're gonna maybe do it twice a month maybe once a month we'll figure that out and when we know you will know all right thank you everyone and have an amazing day good thank to see you. everyone bye bye everybody thank you for tuning in for another episode of union of the unknowns you can find a new episode every month on all your favorite podcasting networks